The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Living with Intention. I am April Wyatt, your wellness advocate, and I am so grateful that you're here today. During our time together, we will explore ways to connect the mind, body, and spirit to allow growth from within. And by utilizing my own intuition and experiences, I will guide you through a variety of techniques which will assist you to bring you back to your true essence. Now I invite you to take a moment, set your intention with curiosity, opening your mind and heart to receive as you discover more about your own abilities for expansion. Hello, friends, new and true. Welcome back to Feeding Your Soul series. I want to unpack a little bit more about frequency by observing our thoughts. You see, our minds are amazing and we can imagine anything. Our thoughts are what guide us and what feeds us. So how can we become more aware of what thoughts are feeding our souls? And which ones are shutting it down? The challenge is we cannot see the physical brain or our thoughts because they're not tangible. Mindfulness is what helps us to navigate through the array of thoughts of what's happening there for us. And when we're mindful, uh, you can literally feel what you're thinking by how your body is responding. When we are stuck in a protective mode of fear, anxiety, overwhelm, your body responds. Just even thinking about that, right? Tightness, tension, maybe a knot in your stomach, heaviness upon your shoulders, is headaches and tension there in your forehead, around your head. Because in that mode, we tend to feel that We are doing life or life is doing us. And the opposite is true. When you feel that you can give yourself permission to be curious, there's a tendency to feel um, in a less reactionary mode. So you're open, you're love, appreciation, you tend to feel lighter open, flexible, expansive, because you're in a receptive mode and learning as you're living life. But applying mindfulness, it is, can be a little tricky 
right? It seems like it's perfect. Oh, yes, just be mindful. But it is really challenging. Although when you give yourself that space, you can start to witness for yourself how your thoughts are either driving the bus or just popping in and offering advice or opinion. There's a difference there. And it's your choice on how you're relating to your thoughts. If you truly believe in them or if you can be curious to why they are popping up. What is interesting is how our thoughts attract other thoughts, depending on the frequency. They literally feed off of each other, validating and justifying why you're feeling the way you do. So for the third course of Feeding Your Soul series, I've invited Lacey Bowles to discuss how can you become a little more aware of your thoughts and your interaction with them and how mindfulness can support you on so many levels. Lacey is an amazing individual. I've known her since 2011 and we've just explored and expanded together on our holistic practices, on our journeys, as we've witnessed things and shared things with each other. And that's her unique approach because she promotes mind-body-spirit connection as a sustainable model for personal growth with long-term transformation. It's just not a quick fix. And she does this by offering a wide range of intuitive, energy-based, and healing services by taking a shamanic approach. That way, she helps you to discover your authentic self and cultivate personal power, which is so amazing. So please welcome Lacey Bowles. Thank you, Lacey, for being here with us today on Feeding Your Soul series. Thank you so much for having me, April. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. (laughs) Feels like we've done this so many times, you know? We've (laughs) had so many conversations. It's a never-ending bliss. (laughs) It's amazing, yes. And this is why you're the perfect person to be here to share about your experiences with feeding your soul. I mean, you have such a dynamic background. If you could just share with others um, who you are and and what you do to support others. Absolutely. Um, So I'm a shamanic practitioner. Um, I started out in 2007 as a massage therapist and doing hands-on work with people through body work, through um, the physical body, um, my natural intuitive gifts uh, manifested themselves in really cool ways. Um, Working with people, I was beginning to see and to feel and to know things about them, and especially pertaining to their healing experience. Um, My journey has been about trusting myself and the intuition that comes from doing the work that I do and trusting that I'm here to be in relationship with others and I love this topic of feeding the soul because it's been such a big part of my experience personally in terms of spiritual feeding, because I actually grew up in a really strict religious background. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, that really kept me in this place of not enoughness. And I call that spiritual anorexia. And oh. there's this sense of we deprive ourselves and sacrifice ourselves in this theme and this idea that we somehow have to slave away in order to be enough or to be perfect, especially in terms of like, in terms of God's eyes when it comes to religion, or even just to have a sense of belonging or to feel like we're being loved. Um, a large part of my journey has just been about saying, I have a large spiritual appetite and I don't need to be ashamed about that. I like to think of spirituality as this huge buffet and that we get to, we have full reign over all of it. I'm I'm no longer limited in what I can sample and take part of. There's no right Mm. or wrong way for me to move through my experiences in life and ask those really good questions of, does this feed me? How does this feel when I'm in contact with it? What relationship do I want to have with it? Does it have the same intention for me that I have for it? And we can only do that by learning and sampling. Exactly. Yes. So shamanism is such a beautiful outlet for me to explore all of these relationships with nature, with people, um, and see how does this feed my soul? How am I being filled today? How can I connect to the depth of that well that is me and uh, not get depleted and not get burned out based on Mm -hmm. what the expectation is? (laughs) Yes. That expectation that we have. You think you're getting and one I, thing and then. <laughs> yes. And I, the, the buffet that you talked about, uh, I just saw like somebody being handed a plate of crackers. <laughs> it's like, here you go. This is it for the rest of your life. Yes. These oh, crackers. Oh and then you're kind of, mm, they're not so bad. <laughs> just drink some water with it. You know, <laughs> and after a while, it's like, man, these crackers are horrible. And then you start looking off somewhere else and then you know, then it's that, oh, I shouldn't go over there because that's not good for me, uh, that type of thing. So really having that approach of taking little samples, seeing what fits, what feeds your soul and how you can, you know, grow from that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So with with feeding your soul and having all these different aspects to choose from, I I would like to unpack mindfulness a little bit more and how thoughts really affect what we're feeding off of and, yeah. and how our perceptions and our bodies and, and all of that is affected by the thought Absolutely. I love that word mindfulness. And I love how much you cover that and the work that you do, because it is so important. And it really is that crucial, fundamental um, beginner level of beginning to increase our awareness and cultivate that awareness so that we can understand our power as an individual and the and the creator that we really are. Um, understanding how thoughts are something we can't control mm-hmm. and not judging ourselves for being human and having thoughts and experiencing thoughts, recognizing that there's nothing we can do to make thoughts go away and that they're a part of our reality and how we understand our reality. Yes. So first we're just kind of unpacking the judgment that we would have about ourselves, about our thoughts, and even the self-perception of who we are as our thoughts. Yes. Say that again. Yeah the perception of who we think we are based on our thoughts 
I find when I'm working with people, um, affirmations that come through um, very commonly are, I am not my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm the one witnessing my thoughts. Just that understanding. Yes. Here's these thoughts. They're in my reality. And then I get to choose because I'm the one witnessing. That, that's our most powerful place. Yes. The choice. Yes. The choice is power. Yes. Free will. Yeah. We get to choose. Yes. Yes. And I find so, that it's. Yeah. Oh. No, go ahead. And I find that it's the, the awareness that we have. We have to be aware first. Otherwise it's just, you know, yeah. the ruminating thoughts and things keep happening to us or all those things because we're caught in that loop, that loop. So bringing awareness to the thought. And do you, do you have any suggestions for our listeners and viewers about how to become more aware of thought patterns? Um, Well, just like we were talking about the mindfulness, I like to take it a step further and recognize that our thoughts are um, what influence our emotions. And so usually when we're starting to actually feel the reality of our thoughts, it's usually through our emotional states, through our feeling sense, our felt sense. Um, So if you are an empath on any level, you kind of walk through the world and you're essentially absorbing all of this emotional energy around you. Well, that first started out a thought. And so when we don't take the time to be mindful of, oh, those are my thoughts, those aren't me. And then we start to bring into the emotional equation, then we're creating from that mental and emotional state. So then it gets, we start getting into the heavy hitting where we're feeling Mm. trauma, we're feeling woundedness, and we're not feeding our soul on the level of soul. We're only being fed through mental energy of thoughts and then how that translates into that emotional output. Yes. When you just said that about feeding through the mental, it seems like it just, it just drains it. It drains away your energy so much with that mental focus and that hamster wheel (laughs) just keeps going and going. And it's the same thing and you can't get off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Our and mind we, is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, and it's a creative it's not, thing. It's an imaginative, it's yeah. imaginative, <laughs> but it's and always it's, going to work on the level of duality. Mm. That's all it knows. I like to think of it as a computer program. Mm-hmm. it's just a program it's just computerized it cannot come to its own conclusions in terms of intuition it cannot connect to that intelligence that comes from the divine it doesn't know and it's okay that it doesn't know it's not its job to know and that's where we can kind of like we talk a lot about that compassion for self that forgiveness for self we can recognize oh this is my mind and this is what my mind's designed to do and i don't have to judge it or resist it anymore i can accept that this is what my mind does my mind is made there to be able to bring in thoughts yes and then to decide what emotional outcome is going to come from that and how that gets charged into my bubble my reality of creation my um, my sphere of attraction gets charged up with that what's really cool is when we say okay i'm the witness in the center witnessing my thoughts I'm not my thoughts. I'm not my mind. I'm the one witnessing. What that does is it creates a gap. 
This is why mindfulness is so important. This is why mm. presence is so important because you create a gap naturally with that detachment. When you create a gap and space in between you and your thoughts and you can recognize these are my thoughts. These are not me. I'm experiencing my thoughts. What happens in that gap is you create room for spontaneous revelation. Mm. When you create a gap, you can't control how the divine will come through in its level of intelligence and understanding. You ever have those ahas that just dawns on you? It's because you're not thinking and focusing on the problem. You're not thinking on the level of duality. When you create a gap, you open up your whole self for that spontaneous direct revelation from source itself that connects to that divine blueprint that's already mapped out inside of you. It's you getting out of your own way. Yes. It's you trusting what's already there underneath it all to shine through. That's what mindfulness is. And that's what mindfulness does. And it's because it's so simple that it's so powerful, but just because it's simple does not mean that it's easy. (laughs) That's for sure. Our mind likes to complicate things and it likes to create. And it's okay that it does that, but it's not all that we are. It's not our only expression or experience. So spirituality feeding our soul shows us we can feed other parts of us, not just the mind and not just becoming from this very feast or famine state of mind. Mm. There's something deeper. There's something more intense. There's something more whole than just the mind. Exactly. And that that's all within in the whole self. Yes. And when we approach mindfulness with open curiosity of, oh, I wonder about whatever it is versus the worry, then that opens us a little bit more, helps to crack that door open. Creates a gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like and, to think of that gap as like a buffer. So our mind, when it's overwhelmed, it's a lot of stimulus. If you think about it every day, you're, you're, you're moving through a lot of stimulation. And so if all you're used to is stimulation, the moment you don't have stimulation and you are identifying with your mind and just the, the constant stimulation, you don't know who you are in silence. You don't know who you are in the quiet. You, don't, you haven't identified with yourself as beyond just your mind. So when we create that gap, I like to think of it as it's like we're creating a membrane. An insulation around our system so that that nervous system isn't constantly firing, 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 stimulus, stimulus, stimulus. We can give it a, a pause. We can insulate those those nerve endings, if you will. We can create a membrane between us and the information and have that pause, that quietness, that stillness. Right. Yes. That's when healing will come from that. And yeah. Healing comes from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alignment comes from that. Integration comes from that. That's us feeding our soul. Silence feeds our soul very well. Nature feeds our soul very well. Deep conversations with friends fill our soul. These are all things that feed us. And it's not on the level of just mine. Hugging someone that you haven't seen in a long time. Healing that wound from your past, that feeds your soul. Doing things in celebration and joy and expression is feeds your soul. Honoring your purity and your innocence feeds your soul. Choosing to see your divine reflection feeds your soul. Giving yourself permission to be who you are feeds your soul. Knowing that you're worthy mm-hmm. feeds your soul. Being around others who also reflect your worthiness back to you and respect your boundaries feeds your soul. These are all things that feed you on a deeper level. And when you're fed on that level, you can't go back. Yeah. And, go back. and when there is a little wonkiness, 
you'll you'll recognize it like it's like you can feel it's it very obvious it's yeah. very yes, yes very obvious and it's like oh okay this doesn't feel very good or then as you said so perfectly lacy about you know just observing the thoughts then if there's any fears that come up any fearful thoughts yeah. you'll recognize it oh that's a that's based on fear you'll catch it even before it turns into the emotion because it's a vibrational thing yes and then being observant of it and then say oh okay so my protective guard is up my mind is on and so where is that coming from and then you'll be able to unravel that and and figure out where that stemmed from yes and a lot of this is about quality versus quantity. Our mm. mind is very much about just consume. It never exhausts. It's never tired because it doesn't have a body. <laughs> I like to think of it as a T-Rex. It's just all um, head and no arm. It's just like it can't touch anything. Oh my gosh, it's just that's running amazing. around like all head and just chewing things up. It's just like, I don't know. I like that mental image because it makes me laugh because we take things so serious and so much of being fed on a soul is laughing and having fun and making fun of ourselves. <laughs> so it's quality and quantity. You have to think about what are the, what's the quality here? Mm-hmm. What am I really around? What am I immersed in? What am I feeding myself? Mental, physical, emotional. And it's safe for me to be fed on those deeper levels. I notice there's a big discrepancy in emotional, being fed emotionally. And it's a big part of um, the healing process. Just mm. being able to hold emotional space. Like I hear so many people talk about emotional intelligence and how that's what they're looking for in a partner. And it really starts with yourself. How do I feed myself emotionally? It's nobody's job to take care of me, but me. It's my job to sit with my own emotions. It's my job to tune in and listen to what I need. I can't expect someone else to read my mind and tell me what I need. Right. It's like, it's the question I always, we, my husband and I ask each other every day, what's for Uh, dinner? (laughs) (laughs) What's for dinner? And then he'll throw out something that sounds good to him. And then I'll be like, I don't, you know, he can just tell. And he's like, well, then you choose. And then I'll say something's like, Oh, we had chicken yesterday and, or, you know, it's just funny. So it's like, everybody's different and what's feeding their soul, what feels good to them, what it is that you're craving on a healthy level. And then even when you're noticing certain cravings, even of foods or um, it could be, yeah, experiences, it could be um, music, it could be, you know, movies, what have you. That's all resonating with you because we're all energy. These thoughts are energy. And and so it's aligning with whatever state you're in right now. And again, as I always say, it's not good or bad. It's you witnessing, oh, I'm feeling very fearful right now or uncertain, uh, uncertain about a situation. So all of a sudden you're craving munchies or you're you know listening to whatever music that's more adrenaline focused kind of (laughs) hard rock music or you know Mm -hmm. hard rap or whatever that is just noticing that what what is this what is this feeding me why why is this I'm wanting this drive Mm -hmm. this this to stimulate me right now yeah 
as soon as you're consciously aware of what you are feeding on many levels, then you can recognize, oh, it's because of that. And then, as you've said in the past that I've worked with you, Lacey, about being able to sit with that, mm-hmm. sit with it and and witness that part of you. And taking in all your senses is so much about sitting with things. It's recognizing it's like we have all of these tremendous senses and they're all so powerful and beautiful, but we don't really um, monopolize how much we have available through our senses and how it's through our senses that we're also fed on that spiritual level. Like you're talking a lot about like those environmental things like sound, the way things look, the way things feel, the way, the way things taste, but these are also things that are coming in and inputting into our system and intertwining and interfacing with our the intelligence that is our body Mm -hmm. so tuning in and listening to the things that noticing okay when do i feel drained versus when do i feel energetic what people am i around what environment am i around where i feel more drained versus more energized am i giving myself enough balance between my action and my rest because that's about feeding our soul through balance Mm -hmm. understanding that um everything already has its natural balance and so if I can be mindful like we talked about earlier if I can be in that space of oh I'm not my thoughts and I'm tuning into what I need in order to feel balanced in this moment maybe what I'm hungry for is not food maybe what I'm hungry for is you know a really good documentary that's going to inspire me and feed me on a creative level because I haven't been creative it's just been slushy (laughs) <laughs> then we get back into yes. quality versus quantity is in terms of the content that we're bringing in. But our environment is constantly feeding us stimulus. We're constantly absorbing from our environment information, constantly moving it in, moving it out. We're always in relationship. So it's our job to be that primal, that first person that is paying attention, that is being mindful because nobody else can do that for us. We have to be the one to say, what am I being fed? How am I being fed? Mm -hmm. Is this healthy for me? Is this bringing me into a state of balance and integration and wholeness? Does it reflect my wholeness back to me? And if we can answer no, then we've learned something and we can make a choice in our power based on that as to how to move forward. Yes, A lot of times we're growing up, we're modeled very unhealthy behaviors Mm-hmm. So we don't know any different so that idea like when we're searching for comfort say through food um when we're searching through comfort through relationships that maybe aren't healthy for us but we just want that person so that we don't feel alone that's what was modeled for us and so that's all we know and we can have that compassion for ourselves and recognize this is what i'm really looking for i want a true authentic interaction but i'm not getting it this doesn't feed my soul. It actually drains me. It's the illusion. It's an addiction. It's a codependency now. And those are really hard to stop and really look at and say, oh, I'm getting quality or quantity over quantity here. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, really paying attention to how you're feeling yeah. in those moments too. Um, or it's the behavior of, oh, I'm obligated to hang out with these people and this is just my experience you know shifting from not drinking well I'm a social drinker but it's like Mm -hmm. I have one little glass and it lasts me all night long (laughs) but you know going to those social situations Mm -hmm. and and people in bars and you know it's just constant you know buy another round buy another round and you know having 
fun that that served me in my youth. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. That was great. Although now I'm more aware and very, I want to say kind of not protective, but wanting to make sure that my energy, that I'm my stability, that my intentions are true. Healthy boundaries. Thank you. It's a big thing. And that's emotional. Yes. So this is not, you know, and then I would feel drained. I would be in those. I, I felt like I had to be obligated to, to go do whatever it is. And then I would come back and be drained and then ask, well, why did I even do that? You know, what, what is this? Why am I feeling obligated to do these things when it doesn't even serve me any longer? You know, it served me in the past and that's great, but now I'm a different person. You know, I've done work and I've reflected and putting uh, the mindfulness really in the forefront and then being more observant of what's happening for me as I am standing in my truth and authentic self. Yes. A lot to celebrate. That's why I'm here with you today, people on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love that you brought up that example because I find it's actually a pretty big theme, especially among women who, where we grow up being taught through the demonstration of our parents from our environment that in order for us to have worth and value, we have to be doing for others. We have to kind of create this performance and this mask and this this kind of face of happy and showing up and being obedient and behaving. And we have to show up for others in order for our worth or value to kick in. And so what happens is that we're feeding ourselves this story on an emotional level that we need to be needed. Mm. And so we show up in places where we think we need to be needed, but really that's just feeding the shadow. That's just feeding the mask, the performer that we think we need to be. And so these are those deeper questions where you really have to feel safe enough to commit to that path of the shadow and say, okay, I'm willing to see the truth behind this. I want to feed my soul on a deeper level, but first it means I have to uncover the dysfunction and the poison and the toxicity that I've taken on from my environment because that's all I knew. And we're not doing this with judgment. We're doing it very much like you said, there's no right or wrong way for us to discover our healing path. I love that example of understanding we can create safe boundaries for ourselves and teach others and demonstrate to others how to respect those boundaries because then that is feeding ourselves. One of my favorite things to tell people when they're, when they're, when this part of their journey, when they feel so much guilt or shame about saying no to others, um, when that program and that principle that their mind has been feeding them for so long and has been keeping them alive is, I like to say, when you say no to what you don't want, it's the same as saying yes to what you do want. And so giving someone permission to just say, no, that's a no for me. We're opening up the space to say yes to the things that we want to say yes to, but we wouldn't know they were there because so much of our time and energy was dedicated with the taking care mm-hmm. of other people, showing up for other people. You see the difference here. So we have to be the one there, our, the Notre Dame that's like deciding who's going to be seated at the table <laughs> or where we're going to get fed first. We have to be the one to decide mm-hmm. and create that boundary first. Yes. That's how we and- truly get fed. 
And that's also, you know, being able to be a little selfish. Ooh, of yeah, saying, now we're getting in it. Saying, thank you for the invitation, you know, and that's mm-hmm. not going to work for me. How about I meet you at a park or a nature trail or, you know, something to where, you know, you can have a really good conversation instead of just being there and all the chaos <laughs> that ensues in those <laughs> show, social environments. You know, I enjoy, that's what I enjoy yeah. is being in nature, going on walks with my friends or meeting at a coffee shop, you know, something more intimate. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the relationships. That's what I'm mindful about is the intimacy. And I'm not talking about sexual intimacy. I'm yeah. talking about the connected intimacy of how you build that relationship with others. It's true, authentic relationships. Absolutely. I love that you brought that up because vulnerability and intimacy do feed our soul. And so that's really what we're looking for is someone we can feel brave enough to really share that true authentic self with. Mm-hmm. And we know the moment that we're in that space with someone and the intimacy that's created from it because it creates a bond. It's a true connection mm-hmm. on the deepest level. And that's really what we're craving. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, it's true. And it takes so much courage to say, I'm going to take this mask off and you're going to see me in my rawness, in my ugliness, in my, in all of it. But choosing to say that that's beautiful Mm -hmm. seeing the beauty in the mess yes it's a very transformational space to be in most definitely traditional love yes Mm -hmm. yes and our soul (laughs) already knows how to do that it's getting out of the way of our mind that's trying to distract us from that truth that's already there Mm Yeah. So that's why I love the, the mindfulness aspect of feeding your soul of just having that awareness and even questioning, you know, how is this serving me? And how do I feel afterwards instead of just taking it for what it is that, oh, you know, I'm just going to say new years, you know, people go out and party and celebrate. That's great. You know, that's, it's just not me anymore. Because I'm thinking of all the, you know, I, it takes two days to recuperate. <laughs> <laughs> I want to feel good the next day. I, I want to <laughs> get up and go for a walk or do whatever I want to do um, instead of trying to make amends for something, you know, but that's just me. Absolutely. I'm actually very similar. I'm actually tend to be more introverted as well. Mm-hmm. And the things that feed me, um, if it is going to be like a bigger group, it's going to be more like in a teaching style where I'm getting to really talk and discuss on these types of topics where I feel fed and I feel like I'm able to contribute to that buffet-like effect. And so then it doesn't drain me because other people that I'm around are taking responsibility for their energy. I'm not responsible for them. Otherwise, if I'm helping take responsibility, it's because I'm in a session and they're paying me for that session, which means that the worth value exchange has been agreed upon ahead of time. And mm-hmm. that's the difference is that exchange. Yes. <laughs> the energy. Different. And speaking of energy, as you talk about the group dynamics, mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell who's feeding your soul and you're not like taking energy from them. 
actually, when you connect with people like-minded and you are in that space, it raises the energy of everyone there. And then everybody feels so wonderful and so open. And that's what love is. That's when you know you're in that space. And then the, the challenge, though, is, is when you're out of that environment. So when you leave those that space with all those wonderful people and uh, you're by yourself, although people forget that that is still within you, you still have that. That's resonating in your cells. You can tap right back into that. It's just to be mindful. It's just to be aware of when you're feeling wonky, when it's like, oh, that training or that class or that group gathering was so lovely and wonderful. I can't wait to get back there to experience it again. You don't have to wait. (laughs) (laughs) It's that gentle pause. It's that being mindful and you can just tap right into that and it'll bubble right back up. Absolutely. I love that conversation. Um, And even that topic, it kind of goes back to our codependency topic where when we recognize that we can be free and independent in who we are and we take responsibility for that power and the energy that we put into the world, when we're around others who are also taking responsibility and independent, we can become interdependent, which creates that synergy. And it's a very organic process that feeds itself and it becomes exponentially strong because that's the nature of how we're designed to operate together. So, you know, when you're in that space, because it's a very organic, sustainable model, Mm -hmm. And you can feel when you're in that synergy. And so you have access to that same level of synergy within yourself. You already are an organic path of that evolution. You can trust that. You can trust that you already um, are connected to that energy and that power independently. Yes, because you're tapping right back into the collective consciousness. That's what I, that's what I call it, the why I say the stone soup of collective consciousness, because (laughs) each of us puts our little essence into that stone soup and then it creates a new collective consciousness and it just rides that wave. It connects to the other threads that are the same vibration. And that's why it's so easy to get there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Beautiful. So my friend, I have a question for you. Yes. What do you do to feed your soul? Mm, Good question. Um, Number one on my list, get enough sleep. Mm. I have to get enough sleep every night. That's always been a priority for me. My sleep time is very, very important um, for my overall function. And I've learned this about myself growing up in um, a church where we literally had to go to church basically every day. I didn't get the rest that I needed. And so a big part of me loving myself and mothering myself and taking care of myself is saying, I have the time that I need and require for rest. Then I can be at my best. The other thing I like to do is uh, creative projects. I'm a very hands-on person. So I love to do, um, especially collage is one of my favorite things to do in terms of art. You um, are a master man it's just incredible people i don't know if you have a card handy that you can show on the video i'll pull one for us let me grab it okay this is the card i pulled for today (laughs) kind of getting close there we go yes there's like there's black and white stone steps on the bottom Mm-hmm. And then there's like these prayer flags, all the color that's starting to come in. And then at the very top is like a 
the very top of a mountain, like a sanctuary or a temple. And here is a, is a little guru sitting there breathing in the moment. And so mm. this card is about transcending the black and white and letting that be the foundation for our pathway and trusting that pathway into color, into evolution, into that temple space. This uh, card is very much about prayer and intention and recognizing that the whole of our experience is also embracing us and praying for us too. It's, it goes back and forth that we are always sitting at that axis between black and white and color, between mm. that foundation and where we're going. That if we can maintain that center line, that's what creates that bridge between those two worlds. Beautiful. <laughs> and come through for this, I guess. <laughs> and those of you who are not familiar with soul collage cards, Lacey literally takes images out of magazines and she created how many All images? Yes. I mean, how many separate images created that one card? Oh, yeah. Many, many, many. At least <clears throat> like three four or four? Or for this one, yeah. Yeah, that's what's fun is that you can put from any background, you can put together and create your own experience. And then you can go enter, you can go do a dialogue with those images with yourself and learn even deeper. That's why it's called soul collages. It's like these images and the way they come together can speak to you about your healing and show you where your wisdom already is on the inside of you through creation. That's what I love about doing creative projects like that is that nowhere else can that image be created, but by me and the way that my perception wanted to put them together. That's what's so beautiful and revealing about it too. <laughs> yes. It's because you were right where you were at in that yes. moment in time yes. and just being open to just be yes attracted to the process. different images yes yes and it well, creates that process they're symbols, they're symbols yes symbols, the color the texture the shape all of those <clears> things <throat> speak to us on a soul level all of those feed our soul colors uh, images textures i absolutely I love, love those soul collage cards and you teach Thank classes you, for bringing that up. you teach classes about those don't you Yes, I do. Um, I'm not an official soul collage facilitator, but I can't call it that because I haven't done the training, but I'm here to tell you I've done the work myself. And so I can do what I, it's like similar to that. So, mm -hmm. But yes, and I, I do know an actual official uh, soul collage person, which would be our friend, our mutual friend, Joy Johnson. She's a facilitator. She's the one that introduced me to it and basically said, you're already doing this, Lacey. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, and you I know what? You're right. I know how to do this. And, and just you saying that, you know, a lot of people, they don't take credit themselves. <laughs> just like you said, I'm not an official. Yeah, Hello. It's more of a legal you've, thing. <laughs> you've been doing it. You know, you're not going to call it a soul collage thing, but, but it is. you know, you're, you're doing the essence of it. You know, yeah. you're, it's coming through yeah. you. You're creating and, and sharing, which is so important. Mm -hmm. um, so you utilizing those cards and reflecting also helps you know to be mindful to bring back yeah. to that state of when you did create it and then it's kind of like it reminds me of layers like you might see it one way mm -hmm. one day and yeah. then you'll come back to it in a month and it's like oh i didn't even realize the shadow over here you know <laughs> and then it reflects on something else so that's what i love yeah. about them too. Those are experiences that feed my soul. Journaling, creating, 
just anything where I can really dive in and kind of see, like we talk about that inner landscape. I, I just love doing that work. And I love doing it with others. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're so, so amazing soul. at teaching others. Feeds my soul. Yeah. yeah. And what I love about you, Lacey, is that you are a true witness for others as you do your work. And you are there willing to walk with an individual, even in, in a darkest path, uh, you help to hold space and allow them to see it for themselves. And that's where the deep healing, that's where feeding your soul and, and really connecting back to yourself comes from. Yes. I very much believe that us learning how to feed ourselves teaches and demonstrates for others and embodies that wisdom to teach others how to feed themselves. If Mm -hmm. anything I can do to share from my journey to teach you how to feed yourself, that's so powerful and important. And I give thanks to those that I've learned from on my journey that taught me and held that space for me too, that said, this is how you feed yourself. This is how you do it. Let me demonstrate it for you. Let me show up in that space. These teachers, mm-hmm. these leaders who are brave enough to be vulnerable and be intimate and to share those deeper, uns- unsavory things. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all human. It's it's part of the experience, but that's also us going through it yes. and witnessing those parts. Uh, yes. And knowing that, you know, we're not perfect and that's okay. No. Well, and I think for me, the biggest thing is the woundedness for me was just not being ashamed of my hunger. Mm. I'm hungry for life. I'm hungry for all of all of it. All of it. It's like, I just want it. And it's, it's, it's like, if I can give someone permission to just say, it's okay to be hungry for all of that. And to say, these things are not feeding me. These things deplete me, but these are the things that bring me closer to my joy and my happiness and my celebration. Just that distinction is huge. Just saying, mm. I'm hungry for more experiences. And it's safe for me to want more. It's safe for me to want more <laughs> yes. than I'm currently experiencing. I have said that to myself through affirmation and journaling many times. I want more than I'm currently experiencing. It's safe for me to be hungry and to want more. <laughs> Quality versus quantity. <laughs> yeah, and really savoring it and being in the moment with whatever yes, you're doing. Honoring it as it's happening. Registering mm-hmm. through mindfulness in our bodies and physicality that this is happening. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love That's that. For the Registering, right? Just being with it, <laughs> right? Because it starts the thoughts and things, and then, you know, down into your body, your heart, your soul, your all the energy, um, really savoring it, honoring it. Yeah. Um, juiciness just, of it I mm-hmm. love that I love thinking about like a, a fruit how it's created through <sighs> sunshine and rain and nature gave that to us and it's so juicy and we get to just sample it yeah and as you said juicy it reminds me of I just saw a watermelon pop into my oh. mind so it's like we're there's that rind on the watermelon you can't even see the juiciness inside <laughs> it's kind of hard right? <laughs> yeah all on the inside yeah you got to have a knife (laughs) to cut into it and then it kind of makes that if it's a really good watermelon and it's ripe it kind of cracks it makes that crack sound when it opens and then you see the glistening and the juiciness 
yeah, there's some seeds in there. At least there used to be. (laughs) Now they have seedless watermelons. But, you know, you can spit them out. (laughs) I love that. We're all watermelons. Yes. Waiting to be cracked open and admired and savored. Absolutely. That that fruit wants us to eat it as much as we want to eat it. It's a, it goes both ways. It's always two way, two way street, a two way door. Exactly. Well, for those of you who are interested in connecting with Lacey, Lacey, what is your contact information so you can open the door for them to explore more with you? Good question. So you can email me. My business name is uh, Changing Woman Retreats, and that would be at yahoo.com. Um, and I also have a Facebook page with the Changing Woman Retreats and uh, let's see, Instagram as well, Changing Woman Retreats. So if you want to see what I'm doing, what classes I have, um, I have a website as well. Um, that would be www.changingwomanretreats. And there you have it. Perfect. Wonderful. Well, thank you for offering a little buffet of morsels for us today and feeding our souls. And I look forward to having you back again. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Feeding all of you love and joy and excitement for this new year. Thank you for being Mm -hmm. here. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Lacey, for sharing yourself with us. And until next time, be well, my friends. I so appreciate your time today. As right here, right now together, we are forming a new stone soup of collective consciousness and your essence is needed to add to the amazing vibration we just experienced. Please remember that you can always review any of these podcasts and receive that same energy you experienced here because you are part of that, of the energy, of the connection that we are creating here. If you would like to reach out with any questions or want to know more information about my services, please visit my website at livingwithintention.co or follow me on Facebook or Instagram at livingwithintention.co. Also, you can download the free app of mindbodyspirit.fm and listen anytime, anywhere via Spotify, Google, and Apple to have access to all my podcasts, as well as the other amazing speakers who are part of the mindbodyspirit.fm community. Be well, my friends, and keep shining your light and sharing your truth. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. 
Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.